Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Janice Christopher, welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. Janice, thank you for being with us today. Tom, thank you so much for inviting me. I've been actually waiting for you to invite me to be on your podcast for a long time, so I'm glad I finally came up on your list. Well, how could I possibly miss the queen bee of marketing? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how you could miss me. (laughs) Well, remember, uh, you came to me uh, by a very strong referral from a few people. So it's my honor to have you on here. And I know today is exciting because everybody wants to hear about marketing and you do it so well. I know that uh, firsthand. But let me tell people about who you are first, Janice. Okay. Sounds good. Um, She is known as the queen bee of marketing and she keeps things real in the hive. I love that. (laughs) Janice is no stranger to marketing. Um, uh, With 30 years of sales and brand management experience. And, you know, interesting, she was a former certified financial planner for many years, and then decided to spread her wings and become a marketing consultant for small to medium sized businesses. And as a as a, a financial person working with small companies, Uh, you learn a lot of talents uh, that you didn't have before and she has them. And that's one of the big thing is she listens extremely well and filters, which is key because she is a business owner herself. So she knows how to listen to a client and identify needs and help you identify your needs. Um, And with that, she develops strategies so you can win. So she is right on top of everything. And today we're going to learn a lot about a lot more about Janice, and I do have some questions, Janice, that people probably want to ask you. Um, and we're going to talk about your business, and I want to ask you how you really got started in your profession. Okay, sounds good. Should we do that now? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, cool. So, you know, as you were just saying, I was a certified financial planner um, with American Express, now called Ameriprise, for 25 years. And I started as a young woman in a time when all the financial advisors and stockbrokers were men. So um, I was sort of a groundbreaker, even from back then, I was never afraid to get into the mix and, you know, talk about the big, important subjects with people. Um, So I did that, you know, for a long time, and I was very, very successful. Um, But I sold my practice during a divorce. The judge said, only one of you can keep it, and it's going to be the man. Um, so I got a a lovely buyout. Um, and then I spent some time thinking about how I was going to reinvent myself. So I did some relaxing and resting and dreaming and really allowed myself to kind of be in that cradle of possibility of, you know, what are you going to do next, Janice? 
And so I knew that there were some elements that had to be built into my next career move. It had to be fun. It had to be valuable to other people. I had to be able to use all of the different skills and perhaps even trainings that I had accumulated and collected and honed along the way. So I knew that if I could combine what I loved with what I was good at, with what people needed, that it would be um, you know, a winning combination for me. So um, I started out because I am a certified professional coach. So I, I have an executive coaching sort of degree, if you will. Um, I started out coaching financial advisors, which was a natural fit, right? And what I found was that some of them said to me, okay, so you've helped me kind of really think about the kinds of clients I want to work with and how I want to set up my business to serve those clients and how I'm going to have work-life balance and who I need to hire so that I can. How do I market it? And Tom, I found out that I had the answers. Like I knew how they should market it. And so... I, I wound up working with the, the one of the big turning points was I wound up working with um, a very prominent eye surgeon here in New Haven uh, doing laser vision correction. And I was talking with him about his passions and how to align his business and his practice with what he cared about the most. And eventually he said to me, I want you to market my practice. And I said to him, I don't really do that. I'm an executive coach. And he said, I want you to do it for me. And so that was, you know, I mean, how many of us business owners can say, I think most of us, that if we listen to our clients and our customers, they will bring us to the next place on our journey because they just ask us to do something. And something inside of us as entrepreneurs says, say yes to that. So eventually um, doing this for one client led into doing it for more clients. And that's, that's how I started. Yeah, and you, uh, yeah, you have a very good sense for marketing. I can tell from our conversations, and uh, you know, but you know, you just don't go from A to Z. So you certainly did things uh, in certain stages to uh, help your career. So tell us a little bit about the things that you did to get to this point. Yeah. So the transition from the eye surgeon. Into you know, as a kind of a freelance marketing consultant to full service digital marketing agency with you know a, a pretty good sized operation um, was not instantaneous, obviously. But one day I was at the eye surgeon's office, uh, it was a surgery day, and I was always there on surgery day because I interviewed every single patient to ask them, why did you choose this doctor? What was it about our online presence or our reputation or our website that made you pick him? And so I was always there on the important days. And one day surgery was over and um, a friend of mine in the industry had called me to say, this new cookie place opened up in town and you need to help her with her marketing. She can't pay you, um, but you should help her because she's one of us. And I said, okay. Coincidentally, the doctor walks in and he says, you know, I've just done a lot of eye surgery on firefighters from a certain town in Connecticut. And I should probably send the fire chief a thank you gift. So I said, I want you to drive over there and send him a basket of cookies. It's going to be about a hundred bucks. And this is a new place and you should send the cookies. So he did. Um, And later that day, I called the cookie lady 
And I said, hi, I just sent my client over to you and blah, blah, blah. And she was thinking like, who is this cuckoo lady calling me um, to say she sent me a customer? And I said, I'd like to come over and see you because our mutual friend said you might need help with your marketing and I'd love to see your operation. So I went over there and we fell in love with each other. And to make a long story short, she said to me, you need to join my BNI group. And I said, what the heck is that? And she told me that it was a wonderful networking group. It's an international organization, Business Network International. If you don't know it, make it your business to know it. Um, And so I went to a meeting probably the next week. And that was the next turning point for me in um, getting my career really started with this uh, agency. And then the second piece, Tom, is that because I was getting so many referrals through BNI and I literally was up at night worrying, how was I gonna take on more business? I decided to make some heavy investments in my infrastructure so that I could really scale. I could take any client, any time at any level. I hired a right-hand person and then a whole group of freelancers. So that was kind of the evolution, not necessarily a straight line, but an interesting journey. Well, you know, your story is very, very much of a parallel that I I cover in my book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, because I talk about relationships. Now, digital marketing is well, well, but at some point, it's got to become a relationship. And that seems to be what helped you out. And obviously, you're not a shy person and you've got a great personality. So that one-on-one, you're very strong. The other thing that I think that I got from that story, Janice, that a lot of people out there have to consider is delegate and get these things off your shoulders. So what you're doing every day is the best of what you're doing and let somebody else do it. And obviously, it's a scary deal when you start to spend your own money for other services that you think you should be doing, but realize that if you're doing it, you're losing in the other end. So that's, you know, those are two critical strategies that people should take away on that story, you know? Thank you. And, you know, that doesn't stop that delegating some of your tasks to other people. That's a process. It's never going to end if your business is still growing. I, uh, I always go down to three you have to get down to the three top things you love doing and you're better mm-hmm. than anybody. Everything mm-hmm. else gets delegated. It doesn't matter yes. whether it costs you. You know, if you're making $500 an hour, why would you do something that's a $20 hour job? So Exactly. So let's go back to see a big big question everybody asks. What trends do you see impacting your industry? Well, Especially- you know, Tom, marketing is ever evolving. If you thought that you knew everything about marketing five years ago and you stopped studying and evolving and growing, you pretty much know nothing about marketing today. So it's an industry that's that's fluid, changing, and dynamic. Um, but just for you know for 2020 and 2021, the, the pandemic has had a huge impact on the marketing industry, and I think will for many years to come. Um, business owners became aware or they had a wake-up call about the importance of being able to do business online. So a lot of my clients and people that I'm even still meeting realize that they can't afford to put off um, upgrading and updating and embellishing their online presence. So the ones who put off 
fixing their website because it looked like their grandmother built it 15 years ago, or they didn't want to spend money on marketing or advertising or be having a social media presence, they suddenly woke up and they were like, whoa, my competitors have been doing this for years and I didn't think I needed to bother with it, but now I see it's killing me. So how can you help me? So there's that piece. Um, so there's, there's no doubt that business needs to move online now. And then the other thing is that there's zillions of software as a service or SaaS products. Like you could never even look at all of them. There's so many. Uh, but I particularly like using these software solutions to make it easier for consumers to interact with my clients' businesses. So especially now during this time of sort of isolation and distancing, people want to do business or make an inquiry online. They don't want to pick up the phone and call. They're definitely not stopping by. And as the generations, the millennials and the Gen Zers come to the forefront of consumerism, these kids, I'm calling them kids because they're my kids' ages, um, they want to use a chat bot. They, they don't want to pick up the phone and call if they can more easily get something by chat. So I want to make sure that my clients are ready to do business across the generations in the way that those consumers want to do business. And I want to make sure that um, that they've got everything that they need to, to make that happen. You know, you're absolutely right. I, 20 years ago, I was having these, they didn't call it Zoom then, that wasn't around. Uh, but I would have these these meetings and I would get pushback by my clients. Oh my, I don't, I don't know how to do it. I don't have, yes, and I remember. Yeah. And the best thing that happened under the uh, COVID-19 really is the fact that people realized, Hey, I've got to, I've got to get, get in with this thing because otherwise I'm going to be, I'm going to be alone and not talking to anybody. And yes. it's really, um, uh, especially in our consulting firm now, we're pretty much doing 99% of it this way. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it has forced uh, almost another um, discipline that you have to learn, but it's very easy. And uh, so that's yeah. the way it works, you know? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I used to, in the olden days, you know, last year, uh, in the beginning of last year, I would go and visit my local clients every month for their, for their monthly meeting. I would literally, you know, show up at their, at their conference table. And do you know how much time that took? Yeah. yeah. And coordination of, you know, trying to fit in clients who were in a certain geographic area. And now I just stay at my desk and they log into my zoom and I'm so much more productive uh, because we're working this way. So thank you, you know, COVID for making my day easier. Yeah, I absolutely. I feel the same way. And I think most people I speak to feel the same way. Uh, Janice, as a business person, uh, what worries you the most about being in your own business? Mm. Well, Tom, I worry about a lot of things, um, but they mostly boil down to relationships and money. So I worry about setting up my business, for example, my week and my day so that all of our clients feel special and cared for. Nobody wants to lose a client. And in my industry, uh, you know, churn or, you know, clients jumping from one to the other is about as prevalent as it was in financial services. And I work hard to acquire a client and I don't want to lose anyone. So I want to make sure that every week 
Um, most of my clients are hearing something from me. Um, I, you know, one of my guiding principles is to give amazing client service. And so every single day I have to be amazing. I'm the CEO of this company. No one else is going to, you know, raise the flag and say, Hey, this one client hasn't heard from us us in six weeks. Um, so I want to make sure my relationships are solid, not only with my clients, but with my vendors and with my, um, with my freelancers. I want everyone to feel like they love doing business with my agency. They get paid on time. It's pleasant to work with us. We have fun projects. So there's the relationship piece. But on the money piece too, there's a lot of responsibility to get things right. It's not just me I'm feeding. So money management in my business is huge. There are vendors to pay, employees and contractors to pay. And even though I have a bookkeeper and a CPA, I'm the one ultimately that's responsible to make sure it all gets attended to and that it works out. Um, So as my business has grown over these past few years, this has become an ever more important part of my role here. So relationships and money. You know, uh, let's come back to the both of them. Uh, The relationship certainly is and and touching people and letting them feel they're special. and, And really that's, you're wired that way, I think, as a as an entrepreneur, that you you feel uh, you want to do the best for your client. But you know what? When we say clients, we're also talking about your vendors and your employees because they're in the chain, and you yes. have to treat them very special, also. So yes. I, I just want to get it out there that we're not just talking about clients; we're talking about the whole organization, all the way down to the client that yeah. you're responsible for. Well, and you know what? Can I just give you an example here of how how this kind of works out when you're good to people? Um, you never know where being good to your employees or good to your vendors is going to turn around and help you in the future. So you don't do it because you're expecting a payoff in the moment, but you do it because you're creating a long-term uh, relationship that's mutually beneficial. I had a company, um, one of my software companies, call me um, on a Thursday and they said, you know what, we just decided we want you as part of our new promo video so that other agencies will see how successful you are and we want to just film you. Do you think you could get a video crew for next week to come and, you know, video you on like maybe three locations? And by the way, we need it by the end of next week. So I look at my calendar and it's completely full except for Monday afternoon at two o'clock. So I call up my photographer, videographer, and I say, could you possibly pull together a crew to do this project and get me a makeup person? And you're going to have to follow me around for the day at three locations. She goes, Janice, anything for you, I'll rearrange my schedule. Why? Because I give her a lot of business and she loves working with me. So, you know, I needed a favor and, and she was happy to deliver because I put those like those drips in the bucket of positivity. Yeah. And, and giving comes back to you so, in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, the other thing on the money and here's a, 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 just something I'll bring up. I'm writing I'm writing a I'm actually writing a post on it um, now. Okay. It's about business people being aware of something but maybe not knowing all of it. Well, that's not going to kill you. But when you're not even aware that something exists and you don't even know it exists, mm-hmm. that will hurt you. 
That's yes. that's why I've always said to people, use assessment tools so people get to open up their minds with new ideas. And I know you, we're going to get to that in a second, but I know mm-hmm. you use an assessment tool, which is a great education for many business owners. Yes, definitely. It's a great starting point. Um, briefly, um, what, is, what are the key issues um, that you really have to stay on top of in your in your business? Um, so, you know, <laughs> some days I feel like everything is cool, calm and collected over here. And I, I'm delighted because I can get up and make a cup of tea or meditate in the afternoon. But a lot of days it feels like a game of whack-a-mole. So emails are coming in, people need answers from me. And I have to, you know, answer the question and make sure that the work is getting done by whoever's assigned to do the work. So my job really is to solve problems and make decisions. And, you know, my father said this to me probably when I was going to college. He said, whatever you decide to do, just know that the people that get paid the most are the people who solve problems and make decisions. So whatever you do, do that. And so I try to be the one solving the problems and making decisions, especially for my higher level clients, while my staff is trained and groomed to be able to solve problems and make decisions that correspond with their role. So that's a big one. So I guess, you know, what I'm saying is I'm constantly working to preserve my time and my talent for most important and profitable projects. Everything else can be done by someone else. I, I tell my my clients and my kids and my family, there's two economies. There's the creative economy and there's the hourly economy. The mm-hmm. creative economy will always make more money. Yes. So, you know, uh, heed, the, heed the statement, right? I uh, love that. Yeah. Janice, what, are, what were the challenges that created changes in your business? Uh, Well, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I had joined a spectacular networking group. And once I got there, I quickly realized that I I had to really step up to the plate in a big, big way. So in BNI, you see the same group of professionals each and every week. And in this particular group, there were some real heavy hitters. Um, And I had to hold my own. I had to show up, you know, big and confident and with something valuable. So immediately, I I kind of went into a panic. I needed a new website. I needed a cooler logo. But most importantly, I needed a process for quoting and invoicing my clients. I needed to really step up my professionalism. Um, Tom, I even needed a new wardrobe. But here's the thing. I had this huge vision for myself, and I planned to step into it. There was no way I was going to shrink away from it. So I had to create this whole infrastructure, I almost had to create a persona. I had to really sit down and think to myself, Janice, where do you want this to go? Um, And so once I realized that BNI was working for me because I couldn't take another single client, um, I knew something had to give. I was in demand, um, but I didn't have the people and the infrastructure. I was literally doing everything myself. And I knew that, that that had to change in order for me to scale and increase my revenue. So I guess, you know, if I was, um, if I put it a different way, I could say I did the experiment, you know, um, I, I was doing what I loved, um, that people were willing to pay me for that they needed. So now, okay, kid, how are you going to grow it? 
So I, I again, I made some investments in my client deliverables. Um, I hired a team on an as-needed basis. I hired that right-hand person. And this allowed me to grow as much as I wanted to without breaking the bank in terms of salary. So by using contractors and being very careful about how I was delivering, I could control my costs while my income was rising. I talk uh, a lot about that in my book because uh, a lot of people go out. I see landscapers starting business and the CPA says, well, you know, you can buy a nice truck and it's deductible. Well, yeah. what they forget is that you need income to pay that car payment to get a deduction. And before right. you know it, they're under stress. So you have to do it. I use the word, you got to fake it until you get it. So um, and and work and gradually do what you need to do and reinvest and it'll work out. And that's exactly what you did. Uh, and you did it based on your terms, but you did it. You saw the end game. So that's yeah, great. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. Janice, you talk and you've mentioned to me something called three different service models to brand. Can you elaborate on that a bit? Sure. So I decided early on that I wanted to be able to work with a broad range of clients. And by that, I mean not only different industries, um, because some marketing agencies only specialize in one industry. And to me, that's boring. And it kind of gives a myopic vision, like, here's how we do it. No, I want to bring fresh ideas every time. So I work across multiple industries, but I also work across multiple budgets. So if someone comes to me and says, look, I only have 200 a month, but I really care about, you know, my online reputation and I want all of my listings to be accurate so people can find me. And I want to be able to post to multiple social media platforms without driving myself crazy. That would be a DIY client, like a do it. Uh, I do it myself. So I can then license out a series of tools, software tools, teach that person how to use them. Their bill is under 300 a month and they've started. They can do something. And if they want to tap back into me and say, hey, Janice, now you know I'm making a little more money. Can I? What would I do next? Perfect. I love growing clients like that. The second model is a do it with me model. <clears throat> so... This would be a a lot of our clients are do it with me. Um, They might have an in-house marketing department or they might simply be trying to save budget. So they're doing some of the work that they're comfortable with, maybe posting to their social media, uh, responding to their reviews. Um, and but we're doing the heavy lifting on the more technical stuff. We're we're doing the search engine optimization. We're sort of posting to their social media, making sure their listings are accurate. So the do it with me formula works out nicely because they can control their budget or keep doing the parts of the marketing they like. And then they have us to do the more complicated things and also to guide and direct them as to how to best spend their budget. And then the third model is the do it for me. And these are great clients uh, because they're like, you know, tell me once a month or once a quarter what you're doing. I don't want to do anything here. I want you to do everything from soup to nuts. And then you could ask me if you need something or report back to me on how things are going. Um, And so, you know, those are obviously higher budget clients, but they turn it all over. We become, you know, their marketing department. Um, and they can trust us to, you know, to be that guide and also the implementer of the program. That's a, that's a nice system because everybody can fit into something and not feel that, uh, you know, a lot of times in marketing, you know, 
what's working, what's not. You know, the old uh, yeah. term used to be 50% of my marketing works, 50% doesn't. I just don't know which one does, you know. So, <laughs> so that's a nice model and something that I hope the listeners are taking note of because it is a discussion that you would love to have with them. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, how do you work with clients on a procedural basis? Um, what's the format, Janice? Yeah, so it's, you know, it's a three-step process, really. They they make an appointment with me. They can go right onto my website and schedule a free consultation. Um, I bill it as a 30-minute consultation, but it's never 30 minutes. It's generally about an hour. Um, and once we have the consultation, I will generally recommend that we move to the to part two, which is to allow me to do an assessment of their current digital marketing situation. So that means that I'm going to go online and I'm going to scrape all kinds of websites and places and I'm going to look at their website and their, their listings accuracy and everything and let them know where I think their weaknesses are, but more importantly, where I think the opportunities are uh, for the growth of their business with regard to a marketing plan. And then the third part is, of course, where we transition from, here's what I think you need to do. I'm the consultant. Uh, here's what I re- what I see and what I recommend. And then the, the next and final step in the initial process is, let's get going. Like implement your plan, set a budget, implement your plan, and then you know start to have your regular meetings with us. Uh, the assessment part is so important because it goes back to that statement I made before. 50 years of experience interviewing business owners, I find many of them are not even aware. They don't even know that they don't know something. Right. And that's dangerous. So assessment, the way you do it, at least allows them to uncover areas that ha- they haven't even thought of and right. the possibilities. That's an interesting, that's an easy, it's it's eye-opening when they see the assessment and they learn, you know, that you're supposed to be responding to your reviews because Google is literally timing you on how long it takes. And they're factoring that into their algorithm for whether or not you show up on page one. So it's a good thing to know. It's, it's a valuable piece of information. So Janice, when you start, let's say you, you, uh, you have a young company, a kind of a startup, small, and they want some help in marketing. What are the things uh, that you would do with a small startup company to get them off the grid? Well, I'm thinking of one that I launched about uh, about a year ago. Um, it is a home inspection company, brand new. Um, the person was not new to the business, but new to starting his own company. And so what we did was we built him a super fabulous website that made him look um, very skilled and, um, and which he is obviously, but we wanted the website to really portray that, you know, the trust, because you've got to put trust in a home inspector or basically anyone that, that you're doing business with. So we established a great website, a social media presence. We got um, his listings accurate. So in other words, you can start a Google listing, but if that's the only listing you have, it's going to be hard for people to find you. You've got to be on Yelp. You've got to be on Bing Local, Yahoo Local, because you never know what search engine people are using to look for you. And um, with a very small budget, we created a logo, a website, 
a bunch of accurate listings so he could be found online. We set up a system where he could um, create a reputation for himself by, by using our software to reach out to past clients to say, could you leave me a review and even current clients? And so we established him with a great online presence, a reputation, a social media presence, and he's off and running and he's done very, very well. I think he's even been surprised at how well he did, how quickly. Yeah, I mean, because that's always the scare with new businesses. They're limited in their funds and don't know where it's coming from. So uh, that's a good story. But it also, the story is also that it's possible to jump right in marketing without having to spend a, a ton of money right off the bat and do it gradually. Right. Exactly. And, and what's your typical profile client that you work with? Well, I have some favorites, right? Um, and I think any entrepreneur business owner can can really think about who are the people you love to do business with, right? They bring out the best in you. The conversations are delightful. Yeah, they might challenge you a little bit to get something done, but that ultimately makes you feel great as a professional. Um, I like to work with really nice people who understand the value of investing in their marketing. I don't care if it's 500 a month or 15,000 a month, they understand the value. They look at me as their trusted guide and expert in marketing. Um, they take my advice. They're, um, when things go right, they celebrate and they call me up and say, this worked out so great, thank you. And when things go wrong, they don't cut my head off. They give me a chance to, to work with them to correct something. Um, I really like working with family-run businesses. So where you might have two partners or a mother and son working together or an entrepreneur that has their daughter working with them, family-run businesses, I think, are the backbone of our country. Um, they're in the trenches. They're in the community. They're doing their best work and they're doing what they love. And it's my job to get them the business, to make sure that people know that that's the place you should go to have your car fixed, or this is the place you should go to the doctor. Um, so it just gives me so much pleasure because I can see the direct impact on a family, on a business, and on a community when I work at that level. No, it's, a, it's important to identify who you want to work with uh, because you do your best work when you're working with people that you really enjoy working with and you do yes. your worst job when you dislike what you're doing with that person. So that's absolutely. Important. Yeah. Um, absolutely. The last question I have for you, and then we'll kind of wrap it up. But um, uh, when you start working with a company, Janice, mm -hmm. how long do you give, let's say the marketing strategy you're going to use time before you implement something different? That's such a good question. And people ask me this all the time. When will I see results? And um, you can't see me, but I'm smiling a wry smile right now. And I'm saying that I'm doing that because like there's no perfect answer here, but I can definitely give some guidelines and set some expectations. So let's say um, we're doing digital advertising. We have either some Google AdWords or we have a Facebook to Instagram campaign going my minimum uh, time before we judge it as positive or negative is three months. You got to give me three months with digital advertising to, to see what's, you know, how many phone calls and form fills you're going to get. 
With search engine optimization, it can take longer, depending on what kind we're doing and how much we're investing in it. It could take six months to see a result. But what they will see right away is an organization to what they're doing. They'll see a purpose to what they're doing with their marketing. They'll sense that they have um, a consultant who really cares about their success. And that'll happen right away. Um, So yeah, I would say three to six months, you should be seeing some changes in what's happening with with your phone ringing. I like to say we get your phone ringing, your door swinging, and your chatbot pinging. Three to six months. You know, marketing is like having a relationship um, with someone. Um, you don't go on a date and ask them to marry him that night, that day. You have coffee and you go to the movies, and the next week you do this, and you do, and you see how it progresses. Yeah, and yeah. like Dr. Malt said, if the torpedo is going in the wrong direction, but you know where you're going, it'll readjust. And that seems to be what you're doing with the clients when you first start them, readjusting them as yes. you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's why that's why the monthly meeting that I have with my clients is so important because I'm constantly resetting and recalibrating expectations and making sure that I am moving that torpedo in the right direction so that we get to the place where they're delighted as quickly as possible. Yes. Um Tell our clients or our our listeners um, some of the offers that you'd like to offer to them and talk a little bit about how they can contact you and have a conversation with you. Yep. Great. I would love to, Tom. So I'm delighted to offer your listeners that free assessment. It's called the Snapshot Report, um, and it's an award-winning marketing needs assessment. And it's personalized, it services and compares your business's online presence to others in the industry, and it arms business owners with these automated insights into their business's online marketing performance. Um, It's quick and easy to ask for one. Uh, Just send an email to me. It's hello at JaniceChristopher.com, J-A-N-I-C-E, Christopher, like the man's name, hello at JaniceChristopher.com. And in the subject line, write Tom Perone, and then give us your name, your email, and the name and address of your business. We'll run the reports and we'll send them out to you by email. If you want to meet with us after that, we would love to have you schedule a free consultation. And Janice, I'll put all of this information in the show notes. So it'll all be there along with your contact information. And um, uh, let me just... uh, summarize something. I've been in business 50 years. I started marketing knowledge 30 years ago, um, looking where it was inbound clients wanting to come to me rather than me going to them and starting the relationship. And it takes time, but uh, it's changed so much. And Janice, you're absolutely right. Uh, To do it yourself is a bear if you're really serious about business. So you have to start somewhere. And I like the fact, Janice, that you give the three models Mm -hmm. uh, uh, out there where some people just want to go to model three and be done with it. Uh, I I like that gradual relationship, taste it, take it out for a date, see how you like it. I think Mm -hmm. that is fantastic. Thank you. I I really encourage you. You know, it's like you may have me, you might be able to make the best widget in town. But unless you have people sitting in your waiting room, 
that really are mindset to really want to do something with you, it yeah. doesn't matter. So right. you need, right? Yeah. 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 That, so. That's the thing is, you know, a lot of times people come to me and they're like, I, why am I not beating my competitor? Well, yeah. let's figure it out. A, a lot of it has to do with marketing and a lot of that has to do with reputation and visibility. So I think people that love what they do, who are good at it, should be should have a chance to do as much business as possible. Well, I'm going to wrap it up. And all I can tell you, Janice, thank you so much for sharing so many good things with us. Um, I really appreciate it. And what you do is a very is a key thing and a necessity in, in business today. Uh, if you like the show, please click subscribe, like, whatever to get us up there in the ranking. Uh, and if you have any questions, email me. And um, again, also, I offer my book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, that you can get on Amazon. Uh, and all the proceeds, either Kindle or published book, uh, go to uh, Wounded Warriors. We just made our donation yesterday, and we're happy to do it but you'll get a lot out of that book. Um, and uh, Janice, again, what can I tell you? Thank you so much. You're great at what you do. Thank you, Tom. Thanks again for inviting me on today. You're welcome. Folks, thanks for uh, tuning in and we'll see you next episode. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like, uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot com. And if you are a business owner or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.